at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. It's 9.21, you are with SAFM 104 to 107. This is the JSB and of course uh, this is uh, where we start to look at other stories, stories that unite and delight, stories that talk to who we are, etc. Well, a little bit earlier, Uam Nico said that he is totally not on social media. And I must say, I did a bit of research around social media a while back, and I was trying to actually learn more about COVID. And so what I did is I read all the opinion pieces, and I went and I listened to the news stories, and I was following every single link on Twitter to try and understand the bigger story. But what happened was that I could start to feel my anxiety feeding into what they call your limbic or your ancient lizard brain. So that's your instinctive brain. It's your fight. It's your flight. It's your fear brain. So that brain, in many ways, I realized, was taking over. And I started to get addicted to anxiety and Social media was making me anxious. So I would be doing what they call doom scrolling through social media. So on Twitter, you would be just flicking uh, upwards to just see what are the stories, what are the stories, or flicking downwards. And that swiping procedure apparently produces dopamine. And then at that point, you're addicted. So you, your, your resilience to it weakens. You're frozen. You're flight. You're in fight. And what they call it is an amygdala hijacking, or something called addicted to distraction. And on the line is Dr. Kathy Angus. She's a clinical psychologist. And certainly you may have felt that in the last uh, 48 hours when we saw that WhatsApp just uh, was cut down and Instagram was cut down and there was no Facebook. And you may have started to have that total anxiety because of your addiction. Dr. Angus, thank you so much for joining us. It's only a pleasure, Michelle. I'm just having a bit of a difficulty hearing you. Oh, well, that's you keep on fading and then coming back in. So can we turn your volume up? Or I've been trying to have them turn my volume up because I'm also having a problem hearing myself as well. So let's see if we can have any luck, Dr. Angus. And if we can't, I'm afraid. So be it. So here's my question. We did have that social media blackout. And in many ways, what it did was it demonstrated our own addiction or that amygdala hijacking, that uh, dopamine addiction that um, came with swiping and getting onto WhatsApp and contacting and connecting and all the time being in connection. How do we know for sure that we are addicted, that we have that um, dopamine addiction to distraction? Yes, it's very sad and it's been going on for a very long time, in fact. I was on TV over 10 years ago about this. And it's very interesting because most of the time we're dealing with the problem that appears in children and teenagers um, who have far less control over this than, than they should have. You know, they, they want... I walked into Christa Shopping Center yesterday yeah. and was rather taken aback with grandparents with their two grandchildren and a little boy of about four holding his... Um, whatever it was up in the air in his little hand and walking, watching that, paying no attention whatsoever to what was going on in the shopping center. And more so, in fact, the fact that his, his, his instrument would have been taken away very quickly yeah. um, by, by a thief. So I stopped and I stopped them and, and they said, oh, yes, now, obviously they've had a problem. But they took it off to the car and locked it in the car again. Yeah. But so the impact that, that most of the studies look at is, is very important in terms of development of children and in development in terms of behavior 
and the tremendous damage that, that the screen addiction can have on, on people and on development. Because also one of the things that they talk about, you know, you're talking about all these things, screen use releases dopamine in the brain. Yeah. And that can negatively affect impulse control. So that, that can have an impact on a child's behavior. So the longer they're on that iPad or what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it um, could be, I mean, it could, as you said, it could be an iPad, it could be a cell phone, it could be cell phone, whatever, any one yes. of those, yeah. I mean, Dr. Yeah. Angus, you talk about it with regards to children, and we'll hold with that for a moment before we go to okay. adults. And, I mean, they do talk about a child having the most plasticity of their brain between the ages of one and five or one and six or whatever the case may be. Would yes. this kind of dopamine addiction, this screen um, addiction, have an impact on the plasticity would be my first question. And my second question is, are we not just coming at it from an angle of people who are of an age where screens are, 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 are um, difficult for us? And what happens if for kids who are brought up with screens, etc.? Sorry, you've just gone again. Okay, so um, I'm not sure what, what the problem is there, uh, really. Okay. Dr. Angus, um, what I'm suggesting is we are concerned about children who are uh, with screens. Yes. Is, is that not just our concern because that's not how we grew up? No. Okay. It's not, it's not that. Indeed, we didn't. I certainly didn't. I grew up climbing trees and running around in the garden. So there, I think, was a lot of luck. But no, there are definite, definite factors that show that there are negative um, problems. You know, there are positive uses. Mustn't forget there are positive uses for screen yeah. time. Yeah. Creation and connection and discovery and things. But we need to get a balance because often screen time is used to drive down the mindless, pointless things, to fight boredom, to fill time to displace other needed activities. And children get depressed and they make the feelings. And apart from that, they have actually found quite a lot of um, literature to show that language and thinking tests particularly are affected if there's too much screen time. And, and, and some people, and God forbid our children are doing that, um, are on the screens for more than seven hours a day. They yeah. actually find a spinning of the brain's cortex, Oof. which is related to critical thinking and reasoning. And, I mean, that is terrifying. Yeah, there's, um, there's something called, I think it's called deep literature, which is around yeah. the idea of um, how we read versus how we read on a screen. And, yeah. and if you read a book or um, something versus um, the short bites and the impact it can have. You mentioned, uh, Kathy, dopamine in terms of adults. Let's look at that. What about the addiction that we have as adults? Um, I was a bit, I'm a bit disconcerted when you say it impacts our, um, what did you call it again, uh, our inability to control ourselves, etc. Yes. So it, it really what they're saying in the literature is that just like tobacco and alcohol, screen time can become an addiction like that, that will damage health and relationships. Yeah. So it sets up a whole pattern of group of behaviors that are negative, which will have negative outcomes. And they say that the prolonged use, so for, for all these situations, it is a prolonged use, um, sets up this dopamine 
in the brain. It also impacts on sleep. So people who are, are lying, go off to the bedroom in their lying for an hour or two, going through on their phone, or have that blue light from the screen, that impacts, believe it or not, on, on people's ability to, to get sleep. Um, and also just to, to be able to think logically um, and, and it, so that in the long run, your negative effects of too much screen time become very much behavioral problems. Yeah. Um, also the obesity, understandably, and sleep problems because of that inability um, to go to sleep properly because of the blue light from the screen. So you suggest and, that um, we, we should go, we should go um, into detox maybe once a week, once every day, whatever the case may be. Only give I yourself a certain think amount that of time. People need to be very strict about their time per se every day. I don't think it must just be once a week or whatever. I think they need to be careful about what they're doing every day. Um, and also that there have to be rules about, um, and this is easy to set if you've got a family or whatever, you know, no screen time during meals, no yeah. screen time when you go shopping. Um, so to make those breaks and, and to give a person a chance to be out of that entrapment because people do become addicted. Yeah. Dr. Kathy Angus, clinical psychologist, and I think the message is there loud and clear. We had an experience of it, that social media blackout. Why don't we give ourselves the breather and the space, blackout for ourselves, and you don't want to become that person, which I certainly felt that I became at a certain point where I started, as I say, doom-scrolling through social media and being coming addicted to distraction as well, instead of... Uh, being able to focus on what was in the here and now. It's 